Want to remind everyone to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Evan Giddings and Mark Randy. You can find us on social media. Check out at 415ers, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest. Okay, Mark, as for this game, kind of kind of teased it a little bit off the top through the middle. I do think this is going to be a tough game for the 49ers. I do. And I do think it's going to be a tough game also for Jimmy Garoppolo. And part of it is because of what I think of the Saints. Part of it is because I see some aggression coming from the Niners. But that doesn't mean that it can't win this game or that they shouldn't win this game. I think this is also going to be a test this weekend in itself of, okay, you have an opponent that's inferior, but you're riding a high. You're coming back from the road. You've been gone for two weeks. Kyle Shanahan returning to games off of practicing in in, in other states. I believe the stat's like one and four or something. But regardless, they have had slow starts recently at the beginning of games. All of that combined makes it not a trap game, but I think a tough spot for the Niners against a team. However, they should beat in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans comes in four and seven. I mean, Niners are nearly double digit favorites. Now we'll get in the game picks in a little bit, but right now I'm seeing nine and a half. So this is a game that the public and everyone expects the Niners to win and the Niners to win relatively easily. Um, but you mentioned New Orleans. I mean, they are a, I, I think they're a better team than their four and seven record shows. They've, had some injuries, of course. Uh, I mean, they Jameis Winston hasn't been starting for them for a while. I know he's been pretty vocal how how upset and emotional he is over losing his starting job because of an injury. Andy Dalton hasn't been bad, but I mean, he's he's been Andy Dalton. He hasn't been very good either. Um, Alvin Kamara has been in and out of the lineup a couple of times. Michael Thomas hasn't played in a really long time. He's out for the rest of the season, but they do have some talent. I mean, Chris Olave, rookie receiver from Ohio State, he's phenomenal uh, he's the team's leading receiver and it's not particularly close at this point they've really really struggled to run the ball which I think is where they run into a bunch of issues because defenses just kind of give up at, at stopping that area because the Saints at times give up trying to run it they're kind of similar to the Rams in that sense you don't need to commit too many players into the box to try to stop their runs because the Rams have no success doing it and and they simply move away from it and, and keep to the pass. I mean, their best runs a lot of the time are, are Taysom Hill in that quarterback, or maybe, you know, as a skill position player, he gets the handoff and he runs or he just, you know, runs it himself on a quarterback draw. Those are oftentimes their best runs. Um, and they're going to use Taysom Hill, I think in this game pretty often, but I think what, what the game will come down to is if the 49ers can limit Alvin Kamara in the passing game, because that's where this Saints team gets so many easy yards. Um, they are they have the seventh best passing offense in the NFL. They throw the ball a lot, and they tend to have some success doing it, despite the fact that their quarterbacks aren't all that good, and they're turnover prone, and there aren't they aren't the most accurate at times. They still throw for a lot of yards, and I think the easy ones that they get are on those dump-offs. We talked about how nice it is for Jimmy Garoppolo to have a Christian McCaffrey security blanket. It's the same way for Andy Dalton and for Jameis Winston and even Taysom Hill, whoever's throwing the ball for the Saints, with Alvin Kamara. So if the 49ers can limit Alvin Kamara in the passing game, similar to the way they did Austin Eckler in the second half of that Sunday night game a couple of weeks ago, I think that'll go a long way for the 49ers to have success, but easier said than done because Kamara is is one of the more dynamic players in the league. What about your boy, uh, Juwan Johnson? 
Juwan Johnson representing the Oregon Ducks. He has been phenomenal. He's he one of those. Has been. Yeah. He really has been. I, I don't know what it is about him, but whoever is throwing him the ball, whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, he's just everyone's favorite red zone target. I mean, he's he's getting all of his targets in the red zone. He's making a few catches, you know, between the twenties as well, but. Um, he's got a touchdown in how many straight games? Like four of five games, five of six games, something like that. Had a, had a multi-touchdown game in there as well. Uh, he's been phenomenal. Penn State transferred to, to Oregon for a year, and now he's showing out in the NFL. So Yeah, Mark could tell you his entire life story. Uh, <laughs> really, anyone that went to the University of Oregon, Mark could give you I tried uh, my the, best. The, the lineage. No, but I do think that Jawan Johnson is... He's a red zone target. I do think that teams will be able to maybe take him away more now that they know a little bit about him. I think that he... You can only hope to contain Jawan Johnson. That's that's, that's right. (laughs) So you can only hope to contain uh, Diamandor Lenore, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about Cam Jordan, though? Cam Jordan. So he might not play this week. This is actually going to take me to my my next point. (laughs) Uh, Cameron Jordan, the California Golden Bears. Uh, his bobblehead was given away a few weeks ago at at uh, Memorial Coliseum. No, but so he's questionable. And actually, so this is also another reason why I do think this game is going to be tough for the for the Niners. The Saints have been, I think, a better team than their four and seven record reflects, and they have been extremely banged up. Now they're going to get some of these guys back this week, so they're not going to have Pete Warner, who's a, a linebacker, supposed to be pretty good in coverage for them. Marshawn Lattimore is out, who is also a good cover guy. That's tough. Bradley Roby, who's been on IR for the past uh, month plus or so, is going to be back, or at least his his practice window is open, potentially going to be returning this week. He was at practice this week for the New Orleans Saints. He is a quality cover corner. And then defensive ends Marcus Davenport and the aforementioned Cam Jordan are questionable this week. They did not play against the Los Angeles Rams. Even with that, the Saints against a you know again abysmal Rams team uh, still had four sacks and eight quarterback pressures. They can get to the quarterback, and they don't need blitzers to do it. This is a team that is in the bottom five in terms of blitz percentage, so they don't really send extra guys often. And yet, so far this year, Mark, when it comes to sacks, they have had the most sacks in the NFL since Week Three. So. If we're talking about a game where you're wondering if Jimmy Garoppolo could get happy feet, I think this could be a game. And that's also a reason why the Saints have not really been able to think to separate against teams. They don't turn over the football. Generally, quarterback pressure creates turnovers, but that has not happened for them this season. They have turned the ball over as an offense with Andy Dalton and turnover prone Jameis Winston 19 times. That is 30th out of 32 teams. On the opposite side, despite getting to the quarterback and creating a lot of sacks, they have only forced seven turnovers this year. That is 31st of 32 teams. Only two of those have been picks. So five fumbles. I think this could be a game where we see some Ono throws from Jimmy because of how much pressure the Saints create. The question is going to be, can they turn that into turnovers? Because as we've looked at throughout this season, when the Niners are in the minus side of turnover differential, they tend to struggle. When they're on the plus side, they're almost unbeatable. So if Jimmy Garoppolo can take care of the football against a team in the Saints that's getting healthy and that can get to the quarterback, then I think they're on the plus side of the field, the plus side of the scoreboard. 
Yeah, turnover battle is going to be huge. Niners are, are kind of slowly inching back towards even net zero in the turnover differential area right now. They're at slowly. negative one. Uh, huh? What was that? Slowly, 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 but surely. very slowly. I mean, they were at negative two, negative three, or maybe a month ago, and they're they're now they're getting closer at negative one right now, which is bottom third in the league. But you mentioned the turnover issues for the Saints; they are dead last in the NFL, a negative twelve turnover differential that's kind of what you get when your quarterbacks are Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton I mean Winston famously had a 30-30 season 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions which is just incredible what an accomplishment for Jameis it's pretty Winston. impressive it really really is 30 interceptions he's been better when he's played this year hasn't you know been throwing on average almost two interceptions a game but still I mean 12 negative 12 turnover differential that's what happens when those guys are your quarterbacks. But the, the other thing is, based on the talent that they have defensively, as you mentioned, they should be forcing more turnovers than they have. And I think you will see a regression, regression back to the mean. But I also think for the 49ers, they are better than their negative one turnover differential suggests as well. And with the way Jimmy Garoppolo is playing, we just spent a lot of this episode talking about if that can continue or if it's just another gr good four-game stretch. But considering you know all the playmakers they have on defense, I think before the season is up, we'll see this team creep into the top half, maybe even the top 10 in turnover differential. If this is, you know, these last four games are, you know, kind of signal what could be to come for the 49ers. But the turnover differential certainly is going to be huge. And I think you, you just look at the numbers defensively for the Saints. Um, I mean, they've given up, uh, I mean, on the year, 327 yards per game, which is 12th best in the NFL. So top half defense in terms of total yards per game. But points allowed, 25th, over 24 points per game. So the difference there, as you're talking about, is the fact that they're not forcing turnovers. Their offense is committing turnovers, getting you know, short fields for their opponents. The defense is giving up not many yards, but they're giving up points because their offense is putting them in bad spots. So I agree with you. I think the biggest factor in this game is the turnovers. Of course, you could say that for a lot of games, but it's really big in this one, considering these are, are quality defenses, and but, you know, the points that they give up on average are, are nowhere near each other. And a big part of that is because of the turnovers that their offenses commit or don't commit. Yeah, and that'll take us to our predictions for the game here as we wrap up this episode of the 415ers. Niners, Saints, Sunday, 49ers are favored by 9.5 points. Total is 42 for the game. I do think that in spite of kind of the, the conversation that I've been plugging that we've been having about how I... I feel like this is going to be an aggressive game for the Niners. I don't think fans are going to be happy at the end of this game. That mm. said, I think the Niners will win. I think it's going to be 49ers 21, the Saints 16. So they will cover. I think it's going to be a game where, look, the Niners have recently on offense turned into a team that kind of favors the pass a little bit more than the run or plays the run off of the pass. Well, that is the one thing that the Saints do do well. They are eighth against the pass. Again, they get to the quarterback. They can make Jimmy Garoppolo uncomfortable. And when he gets uncomfortable, he tends to turn over the football, which, as we've discussed, is going to be the reason why this is a close or not close game. The one thing that gives me hope that the Niners can separate, whether it be early or late, 
is the fact that they have so many weapons that can do damage after the catch. And the Saints this year are tied for the third most missed tackles in football. They do not wrap up. And when you have guys like Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, that can create space even against quality defenses, you are going to have to get that first opportunity to drag them down to the ground, or they're going to move up and down the field on you. So I think that the Niners are able to capitalize on three chances in the red zone. They convert them all into touchdowns, but they're a little bit fewer and far between. They win 21-16. Interesting. I like it. 21-16 for you, Niners win. I also think the Niners come out on top, and I say they cover the 9.5, but it's going to be a sweat. 27-17, Niners on top. 27-17, Niners. I think this offense is clicking too well. I know the Saints have a quality defense. Big names on the injury report. That'll be something to keep an eye on, as you mentioned, before the game does start. Cam Jordan at the top of that list there. This is a team with 32 sacks, the same numbers, same number the Niners have. So this is a really quality defense, especially their front. Uh, that's going to be a big part of this game. But I have the Niners winning by 10, 27 to 17. I think the offense just too good, too talented, and they'll put up some points. The defense will not pitch a second half shutout but they will be relatively stingy and they will not let Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, whoever get going too much. 27-17. This might be the first time that we're on opposite sides of both the line and the total mark because you got them covering the nine and a half. You got the over 42. (sighs) Meanwhile, I have the Saints covering the nine and a half and I have the under at 37. Something's got to give. That it does. We'll find out on Sunday as we appreciate you tuning in for this episode of the 415ers that you heard from us. Uh, reaction episode coming to you on Monday, three times a week. Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Download, rate, subscribe. Five stars appreciated. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you, and we will talk to you next time. Hope everyone enjoyed your Thanksgiving, Black Friday, this weekend. Go Niners, all that jazz. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. See you later.